0: Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I'm your host, John Lovering. On this particular track, we have CP. The letter C is in cat, and P is in papa. CP was known as a wonderful radio show called Command Performance that aired from 1942 to 1949 on the Armed Forces Radio Network. It featured top performers of the day who entertained the Troops overseas with music, comedy, drama, sports, and more. This particular show also has Joe Lewis, who is a boxer, a great boxer, and uh, he wins the competition and then gives all his money to the Navy. And he'll tell you why he didn't give it to the Army. But uh, I just want to mention that uh, this really shows how old I am. Uh, My wife, who's my age, uh, actually got a chance to sit and talk to Joe Lewis when she was a little girl. And she just barely remembers, but we actually have a picture of her uh, sitting at a table with Joe Lewis. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to go into this command performance program. The show is based on requests from the soldiers who sometimes ask for unusual or humorous things. You can find some episodes of Command Performance online, but we're going to give them to you right here, right now. There are about 125 episodes out there, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. This is uh, Eddie Cantor, is the host on this particular one, and it's from uh, March 1st, 1942. Command Performance.
1: Star-studded review featuring the greatest entertainers in America as requested by you, the men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world.
2: Command Performance!
1: Presented this week and every week, till it's over over there.
3: This is Eddie Cantor, fellas, and I'm mighty proud to be laying the cornerstone of Command Performance USA a radio show in which we of the American entertainment profession are taking orders from you, the soldiers, sailors, and Marines. Whatever you want from American radio, stage, and screen, you name it, buddy, we'll get it. Here's our first command, a letter from a U.S. Army private, first class, initials R.G., stationed somewhere in the North Atlantic. He says... I'm kind of lonesome for my favorite singer, B. Wayne, and for the way she sings Chattanooga Choo Choo. If you could shortwave a bit of it up here, us guys would be mighty grateful. How's about it? Well, Private R. G., Command Performance has the Chattanooga Choo Choo here in person with its lovely little engineer, B. Wayne. Stoke up, B. <laughs>
2: Chattanooga choo choo woo woo.
4: Chattanooga choo choo woo woo. Chattanooga choo choo woo 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 woo. Dot not a not dot 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 don't, dot dot Choo dot 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 the boy to chat a new good choo-choo, I've got my fear and just a trifle to spare. You leave the Pennsylvania Station about a quarter to four. Read a magazine and then you're in Baltimore. Dinner in the diner, nothing could be finer than to have your ham and eggs in Carolina. When you hear the whistle blowing eight to the bar, then you know that Tennessee is not very far. Shovel all the coal in, gotta keep it rolling. Woop woop Chattanooga, woop woop Chattanooga, woop woop Chattanooga,
2: Chattanooga, Chattanooga, woop.
4: There you are ho oh, oh, oh There's gonna be A certain party at the station Dressed in seven and low I used to call Paige She's gonna cry Until I tell her that i am never gone. So Chattanooga choo-choo Won't you choo-choo me home? Chattanooga choo Chattanooga choo-choo Chattanooga choo-choo, Chattanooga choo-choo.
3: Thanks to the Ambassador's Quartet for their capable assistance. Here's another letter from Corporal L.W., somewhere in the Philippines, who says, The gang around here are all wondering about the heavyweight boxing situation back home. What about Joe Lewis and Buddy Bear? What are the odds? Boy, we'd sure like to be in on that fight. Well, Corporal, you're as good as in right now. We've made a special recording of the big title scrap, which was staged the night before Joe Lewis joined the Army. Joe Lewis gave his entire share of the purse to the Navy Relief Fund versus Buddy Bear with Don Dumphy doing the blow-by-blow and Bill Corum handling the ringside comment. Let's have it.
1: Coming up to the center of the ring, here's Frankie Fulham. You'll hear these instructions. Frankie Fulham, the referee, is about to give instructions to Lewis and Bear. Here they go.
5: All right, I know you two boys are both familiar with the rules and regulation of the New York State Athletic Commission. In the event that either one of you two boys hit low, I'm gonna take the round away here. Furthermore, (laughs) we all know you two
1: boys fight the American way, which is the clean way. Good luck, shake hands, I'm out fighting. And they go back to their corners. You heard the instructions, there couldn't be any doubt about that. Both men look very fit indeed. Lewis is dancing in his corner a little bit. Looks the same as usual, looks down at his feet. Bear standing with uh, Hoplin pounding him on the back. He's looking up now. They're waiting for the bell. Here it is, Don Duffy, round one. Thanks, Bill Corum. Bear is first to lead. He comes in, rushes Lewis to the
5: ropes with a hard left and a right to the body, but Lewis immediately goes into a clinch and ties up his opponent. Referee Frankie Fulham goes between them. Bear fights in a crouch, takes a left jab to the head. Lewis misses a left hook to the head, and Bear goes in close with a light right uppercut to Lewis's chin. Lewis jabs, then hooks a left and crosses a right to Bear's head. Bear goes back a little bit, then comes on. Lewis jabs with his left and comes in close with a light right uppercut. Bear takes the blow. He's fighting behind his right hand. Lewis jabs twice. The blows is a block by Bear. Bear finds the right, hooks the left to Lewis's chin, landing very nicely for the challenger. But Lewis is back with a left jab, opening up with a hard left on the right to the head. A left hook to the jaw, drives Bear into the rope. Lewis is pounding him with three straight rights to the head. Bear is getting ground now, working his way out into the center of the ring. Lewis is out to end it in a hurry if he can. Bear misses with the left and pounds the right to the head and takes the hard left hook to the jaw a right to the rib opens up with another right to the bear's head and bear pounds a hard right to the body Lewis comes back in the infighting with a left and a right to the midsection they're at close quarters now standing toe to toe Lewis hooks a left to the jaw Bear goes behind his gloves into a crouch takes a left jab to the head a right to the jaw a right to the body a left to the jaw another right to the jaw by Lewis a right cross to the jaw by Lewis Bear comes out out of his crouch, jabs the left to the head, and then crosses the right to Lewis's jaw. Bear comes back fighting with a right to the body and a right to the jaw, and the referee is watching for close quarters. Lewis opens up again with a left and a right to the head, and Bear is taking a lot of punishment, but really taking it. He's not flinching, though. He fires the left to Lewis's head, throws a right, which is blocked by the champion. Boys out in the center of the ring, one and a half minutes of round one gone. A left jab to the nose by Lewis and a left hook to the jaw, and he crosses the right to Bear's head, but Bear comes back fighting, rushing Lewis to the rope with a right and a left to the head. Bear misses the left, which goes over the crouching Lewis's head, and Lewis goes into a clinch, rips the right up a cut to Bear's head as they come out of it. Bear stands out in the center of the ring. Lewis pours away with the left hand, misses the left hook, aims for the body. Bear goes fighting straight up now. He takes the left to the jaw. Bear trying to get behind that right hand. Bear is down from the right jaw to the jaw. He's just straight in the ring at three, four, five. He's coming up to one knee. Seven, eight, nine, and he's up. There's less than a minute to go, about 55 seconds in round one. Lewis is trying to measure him. He crosses the right to the jaw. Bear takes the right to the head. He's just taking punishment now. He reels back from another right to the jaw. Bear is down flat in the center of the ring. Lewis is going to a neutral corner. Bear is trying to get up. It's five, six, he's coming to one knee. Seven, he's on both knees, eight, he's just getting up. It's nine, Lewis is rushing in for the kill. The referee rushes rushes the gloves from Bear. There's a left and a right to the jaw by Lewis. Bear goes back, a right to the jaw, another right to the jaw and a right up the putt. And Bear pounds to the canvas. Two, three, he's railing around trying to get up. Four, five, six. Seven and it looks as though it's all over he's trying to get up yet he climbs to his feet but the referee
1: says no go it's all over a one round knockout for Joe Lewis and here's Bill Torum Don we'll never see a more sensational round it was short but Bear showed all the gameless in the world and he was still struggling to his feet trying to get up along the rope after that savage bombardment three times down two times for nine the last time he was on his feet Here's the bell in the official announcement. The time, two minutes, 56 seconds of the first round. The winner by a knockout and still the heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Lewis.
3: Joe Lewis knocked out Maxie Bear first, then Buddy Bear. Now he's taking care of the bears. He's joined the army to take care of the snakes. (laughs) Snakes, spelled A-X-I-S. The army doctors, you know, spend two hours to find out if Joe is physically okay. (laughs) Buddy Bear found it out in less than three minutes. (laughs) You know, Joe was on my program the day after his big fight. I said... Joe, how come you donated your money from the fight to the Navy and then joined the Army? And he said, Mr. Kennedy, when I go overseas, I want a boat under me. You know, I just miss being in Class A myself, you know. Yeah, I'm Class 48Z. I go in right after May Ropeson. You know, I didn't get a chance to see the fight myself, but I went to the newsreels the following day and saw the motion pictures. What do I mean, motion picture? It was a snapshot. <laughs> it's too bad about Buddy Bear, though, because he really, he's really a swell guy and a terrific fighter. He only made one little mistake. Before the fight, he shook hands with Joe. He never should have let go. <laughs> Boy, I want a punch that Lewis has. Of course, there wasn't much to see in the newsreels. Just a right cross, a left cross, huh? red cross. <laughs> But getting back to Command Performance, here's a letter from Sergeant J.K. who says, I'm from Brooklyn, and I was nuts about a guy named Danny K. Saw him in the New York night spot a couple of times, and he was funnier than Donald Duck and Stuffy Smith put together. Put Danny K on, please. Well, Command Performance never says no to the armed forces, so here he is, directly from the stage of the Imperial Theater in New York, where he's the star of the smash hit, let's face it, Danny K. Hello,
1: fellas.
6: For many years, modern dancing has won great public favor, but recently there has been a revival of interest in the ballet. I should like to give you a slight glimpse into the private life of a Terpsichorean.
2: <laughs>
6: I was born to be a dancer. And when the music plays, the ants in my pants do tourgetés. <laughs> and what is the answer? Why is this condition? Because when I was born, I was born in fifth position. <laughs> I entered the world with an oop, alley. Aged two months, three weeks, I was scrawling on my ballet. <laughs> Other children say dada, goo, and mother. When I opened my mouth, came out Pavlova. <laughs> <laughs> and right away, too, j'étais chasse, crasse, pirouette, from de jambe, bronze de jambe, entrevasse, pirouette, 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 entrejet, entrejet, alouette, 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 alouette. Ah, gentil alouette. Ah. So I chasse, chasse, and I plie, de plie, till I was the corpse of the corpse, the ballet. Twas then I met Pavlova.
2: Ah, Pavlova.
6: What an elevation. And such an extension. She was dancing in big circus ballet with her partner, the famous Sergeyevsky. Nice fellow Sergeyevsky, but no mind of his own. In this ballet, he is walking on tightrope, hundred feet in the air, when suddenly somebody yelled, Swing it! Nice fellow, Sergeyevsky, but too impulsive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was
6: Pavlova without a partner right in the middle of Headagio. Everybody's in great confusion, but not me. I am unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Greatly sympathetic Pavlova told me what to do to rise from corpse de ballet to public dancer number two. It's a very simple method. There is really nothing to it. Whatever everyone else is doing... You don't do it. (laughs) They are up, you are down. They are down, you are up. They are leaping, you are creeping. They are waking, you are sleeping. They are laughing, you are crying. They are living, you are dying. They go east, you go west. That is where the sun shines best.
2: This,
6: This brings me to the time I got out of sick bed to dance in The Healthy Prince. It is bitter cold night And for costumes we are wearing strings of vitamin pills <laughs> Here am I with ache in my legs Cold in my back Pain in my head And trouble with my ballerina <laughs> So I say to myself, what is more important? Arn Open your money <laughs>
2: yep,
6: I make all appearance of red flannel underwear Next morning I am hailed by the critics as the first hot ballet dancer from then on, when Paul Haken starts a-faking, when he's making with a-shaking, I'll put rape the vapor on the floors. Then who's the man they call on when they cannot get a-pull on? The man in the red flannel drawers. When Nizhinsky, like a chorus, boy from Minsky enters out, one of the worst area doors. Then to scare the bull and Carman, they just send the three alarm and for the man in the red flannel drawers. When Balanchine is busy, Balanchining up the dancers. Who gives Orina all the answers and her pants? Not Lishin Masindouki, Falkin, Krosby, Godobova, Tumanova, Lubanova, Yusanova, Pavlova, Igleski, Yossi, Gretzky, but of course.
2: <laughs> this
6: brings me to the time. <laughs> I came to America to make my 54th farewell debut. But between my farewell and my debut, what has happened to the dance? They're now dancing with angles. They're now dancing with barefoots. They're now dancing with significance. Martha Graham. Martha Graham and her six little crackers are performing monster ballet called Diesel Engine Number 45. Martha Graham is playing part of Diesel Engine. Six Little Crackers are playing spark plugs. And Charles Weidman Charles Weidman is making guest appearance as Flywheel <laughs> The ballet starts
3: ah! ah, Pavlova Pavlova
6: The wonderful things we used to do I could do them again if I only had you But how can you do when you ain't got with who?
1: Pablo!
3: When I left the States, the number one record tune was Yes, My Darling Daughter. So goes a letter from 2nd Lieutenant B.W. somewhere in the Far East, and it asks what tune and what glamour gal are first in the hearts the jukeboxes of my countrymen right now, and how about a sample? Lieutenant, and all you men of Uncle Sam's fighting forces throughout the world, your wish is our command, and this order goes to the number one pop songstress here on the home front, Dinah Dinah Shore.
7: Dinah, you tell him, huh?
8: Hello, fellas. This is Dina Shore, and you're awfully sweet to order me to sing on your very own show, Command Performance. I think a gal should be very proud to be ordered around by the United States Army and the Navy and Marines. I know this gal is. But here's a tune a lot of folks back here seem to be enjoying right now, Blues in the Night. My mama done told me when I wasn't pigtail My mama done told me, huh? Now a man's gonna sweet talk and he'll give you the glad eye. But when that sweet talking does, a man is a two. A worrisome thing who leave you to sing or blues The blues in the
2: night,
8: the evening blues.
3: Performance USA, just address your request that way, fellas, to Command Performance USA from somewhere in North Ireland. Our top Sergeant, O'Blanky Arity, has a birthday coming up. And since he's such a right guy, how about short-waving something just for him? Well, Sergeant O'Blanky Arity, this order goes to Western Union. Here are four of their uniformed messenger boys to deliver your birthday greeting in person. Give them the pitch, Cookie Fairchild.
2: Happy birthday to you. Happy
7: birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear sergeant.
2: (laughs) Happy birthday to you.
3: The next order from the armed forces to command performance comes from Private SF by way of the Caribbean. His favorite movie star is Merle Oberon, and he'd like to hear from her tonight. It just so happens that I've been expecting Merle Oberon to arrive here in New York tonight. Just listen to this letter that I received this afternoon. It says, Dear Eddie, because of the great success of your Broadway hit Band Your Eyes, we want you to make a picture for us. We have signed Merle Oberon as your leading lady and we are sending her over to see you tonight so that you can tell her. I don't like that. You can tell her. We have managed to keep the fact that you are going to be her leading man a secret so far. It is up to you to break the news to her. Please don't blame it on us. Have courage. Don't involve us. Remind her that we gave you a contract. Please destroy this evidence when through reading it. We are with you. Leave us out of it. Sign a Warner brother. Guess which one? I wonder which it could be, Groucho, Chico, Hop. <laughs> Gee, Miss Oberon is very fussy. I, I'd like to make a good impression on her. There she is now. I can tell by her knock. Come in. It is Merle Oberon. <laughs> Merle Oberon, you are certainly looking wonderful.
9: Eddie Cantor, you certainly are looking. Huh? <laughs>
3: I can't help uh, admiring your beauty.
9: Oh, is my face so pretty?
3: Your face? Your fa- oh, you have a face. Oh, you have a
9: face. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: But please don't misunderstand my odd expression, Merle. It's because I never hoped to meet such a gorgeous woman. Never, never. Not if I lived a hundred years.
9: Haven't you? <laughs> no, of
3: course not. Of course not.
9: Uh, I'm sorry if I offended you, Eddie, but I'm terribly upset over my new picture. The studio won't tell me who my leading man is. Finally, when I insisted, the studio signed a man to tell me. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to him until after he shot himself. Well,
3: look, look, I don't
9: I don't understand. Why doesn't
3: your manager tell you the name of your leading man? He knows. I know he knows.
9: Oh, he does. That's wonderful, Eddie. My manager's waiting for me in the next room. I'm going in there right now to ask him.
3: (laughs) Never mind, his lips are sealed. (laughs) Look, I know who your leading man is. I know him like a book. And I'll show you how versatile he is. Oh, you should hear him do a love scene. He's so good. Oh, I can. Could... Oh, I adore him. He's on such a lovely night. Tis fitting that fate brings us together. At last we meet, you and I. Where have you been all my life?
9: Well, for the first fifty years, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> That must be the producer, Jack Warner. He promised to call me and tell me who my leading man no, is. No, no,
3: no, don't touch that phone. Let me take it. It's such a stuffy phone booth. No,
9: I'll talk to him. Yeah, but, 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 but... Hello, hello? Mr. Warner? How are you, Jack? My mama don't tell
3: me when I was... Her. Yes,
9: Jack, that's wonderful. You're going to tell me who my leading man is. What do you mean I'd better sit down? Tell me, who's my leading man? My mama don't tell me! Jack. oh, Jack, will you speak a little louder? I didn't catch the name. My mama don't tell me! What's that, Jack? What? What did he say? He says his mama should have Don told that jerk who's singing to shut up.
3: How did he know it was me? What am I saying?
9: <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. Who's my leading man? Who? Who? What,
3: what's wrong, Merle?
9: There must be something wrong with the connection. All I keep hearing him say is Eddie Cantor. Isn't that funny? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, it's comical.
9: Jack, will you repeat clearly what you've been saying? What's that? Eddie Cantor is? Oh, you, you, you must be kidding. What do I think of him? Wait, I'll close this door.
3: Closing door, secrets. as if I care what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not the least bit interested.
2: Hey, you, quit trying to pull
9: that phone wire out of the wall. <laughs> Get
1: away, Miss Staffel.
9: Oh, Eddie, Mr. Warner wants to talk to you. Oh, thanks.
3: Hello, Jack. Now, look, Jack. You know how much I like the Warner Brothers, Jack. But no matter what your brother Harry says, Jack... Now, listen, Harry. No Jack. But Harry. Jack. Harry, wait a minute. I can't talk to both of you. Please, Jack. No, Harry. Yes, Jack. Who? Albert? Where did you come from? Now, Jack, about the picture. I know it's a lover's part. What, about the age? How old am I? Exactly? Wait till I close this door. And That's the truth, so help me God. I'm full of pep. I'm lively. I'm active all the time. Even Merle O'Brien will tell you how I look healthy. Go ahead. Please tell him, Merle, how healthy I look.
9: Healthy? You look like a rejected draftee from the Japanese army. Wait, wait.
3: Now, see what you've done. He hung up.
9: I'm sorry, Eddie, but you're not the romantic type.
3: But I could be. I could be. Look, Merle, with a proper direction, I could be the greatest lover on the screen, and I know just a director who could do the job. Who? Who, who, who? How do you do? (laughs)
2: Great
3: Gordon, the mad Russian. Now, be nice, Russian. You're in the presence of the beautiful Merle Oberon. Do you know what makes her the most glamorous figure on the screen? Yes, yes, of course (laughs) it (laughs) is.
7: Oh, uh, Miss Oberonovich. No, no,
2: no. Oberon, Oberon.
7: I saw you in that picture, Washington Heights.
2: No,
3: Wuthering, no, Heights. No. Wuthering
2: Heights. Wuthering Heights. Oh, she moved, huh? No no, 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 no,
3: no. Fine director. You don't even know the name of her picture. Ha, <laughs> ha. That's
7: because for the past year, I've been directing in Germany. I had a very heavy
3: schedule.
2: What
9: were you shooting? Germans.
2: <laughs>
9: that's
3: fine. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Not enough. But... Uh, <laughs> What uh, what picture did you direct
7: there? Uh, the general died at midnight. No, the general
8: no. died at dawn.
7: In Germany, the generals are dying all the time.
3: Corporal <laughs> Russian?
9: Yes, if you're going to be my director, you must prove that you have shrewd cinematic finesse. You must show me your keen foresight, crafty acumen, and unfathomable perspective. How do you do it? Told
3: <laughs> me too. Uh,
9: Russian, you see, Miss Oberon means
3: that you must be a prolific entrepreneur. That's a lie. (laughs) I'm a citizen. A
2: citizen?
3: (laughs)
7: Murley, uh, think of the bargain you're getting. Besides directing you, I could also be your leading man.
9: No, Russian. My leading man must be at least
7: five foot eleven. Five feet seven? Eleven. Seven.
9: Eleven. Roll the dice, you failed. Yep.
2: Russian,
7: don't be ridiculous. Ah, Merley. Forget about Comfort as your leading man. I will fling myself at your
2: feet.
9: You want to win my love?
7: No, I want to steal the rubber
2: heels.
3: <laughs> Get away from her Russian.
9: Leave him alone, Eddie. Russian in you I recognize genius. I'm going to let you direct me. Shreel.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: but remember, for me you got to be put in long hours. You got to be at the studio twenty four hours a day. That's how I made Shakespeare famous. Russian! Shakespeare is dead! Oh, I worked him too hard. Get
2: up!
3: <laughs> well, that's it, fellas. Number one in the New World, wide show, Command Performance USA. Short wave to the Armed Forces. To Uncle Sam's fighting soldiers, sailors, and marines around the world, Command Performance is your show, men. American radio screen and state stars are taking orders from you. You tell us what you want, and we'll get it. Simply address your letters, Command Performance USA. Look for your program each week at this time, and let me speak a last word for all of us who put this first show together and say, don't thank us, it's a privilege. This is Eddie Cantor saying, so long, so long the best of the best to all of you from Command Performance USA and brother, that USA address is permanent.